Shabbos. Good evening, everyone. Plenty of sheets. Chevro, over here, you have sheets? Good. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry. Did I just... Baruch Meir. Baruch Meir, if there's one more. All right. So I'll say, so let's, uh, let's begin. So we're, we're beginning in Meretz HaShem. B'Shalat Tov Metzlach a new section in the Chalban tonight. Page Samech Aleph. So to continue in our journey a little bit, so Baruch Hashem, first of all, the welcome back. Hopefully everybody had a beautiful and uplifting Yom Tif. It's like, uh, it's wonderful. Baruch Hashem, nice to see everyone back. And hopefully it was uh, an incredible opportunity for Aliyah. I think, I think also the pieces we did from the Chalban before Yom Tif about the Leil HaSeder, the power of the Leil HaSeder, I think were especially transformative. But now we're coming back to our Sefer that we've been learning for the last few months, the Sefer of Hakitsu Varaninu. But the Chaban speaks about the dynamic of Geula. What Geula means, how Geula manifests itself, how Geula plays out. So we'll say, so with that, let's begin with this section. Shnei Shlabe HaGeula Bekido Uzechira. So we'll say, up until now, what we've been very much focused on is the Chaban's fundamental distinction between Golas and Geula. Between Golas and Geula. Ultimately, again, wherein lies that fundamental distinction? Here, what the Chaban wants to focus on is, in Geula itself, there are two stages. Now, the truth is, one could actually make the argument that there's many more than two stages. But he's talking about, really, at the end of the Geula process, there are two fundamental stages. What he calls Pekido and Zechira. So, let's take a look. Shnei HaShalavim Shal Geula, Vahevdo Beneim, Mevu'arim Heitei Bisfarim HaKidoshim. So, these two levels of Geula, so literally translated, by the way, Pekido... So it's interesting because in English, they translate very similarly, right? Pekida means what? Vashem pakad asara. Pekida? Counted. Hashem pakad asara. Remembered. Remembered, right? So Hashem pakad asara. Hashem pakad asara. Remembered. Sorry for Zechira. What does Zechira mean? 
remembered. So what's interesting to note is the two words in English translate similarly. But remember again, obviously there's a distinction. The Pasuk doesn't say, Vashem Zachar es Sarah, could have just said easily, right? Hashem Pakad es Sarah. And yet, again, we find Pekida and Zechira, although they translate the similar way in English, Lamaisa, we're going to see they mean two fundamentally different things. So the Chaban posits that they refer to two different stages in the process of Gula. So look what he writes. Is the difference between remembering the past as far as something for the future? So, right. so for example, Hashem Pakar means Hashem remembered the promise that he made for the future, right? right? Versus Zechir, which is more historical, right? That is absolutely true. Pakar is often remembering, but future, Zechir is much more retrospective. Excellent. So look what the, so look what the Chaban writes. He says, Hulimed, so he quotes her from the Ramchal. And the Ramchal writes, who be made, Shetalich Hagu'ula Ha'asida, Murkov Mishnei Shlavimikari. Says that the process, the process of Gu'ula, is made up of two levels, two fundamental levels. Shem Nikra'im Batora Pekida Uzechira, Bekach Kosov. So, this is a quote from the Ramchal from Moshe Chaim Lutzato in a section called Ma'amar Hagu'ula. So, the Ramchal writes, Da, Kili Gu'ula Nimtu Shnei Zmanim. There are two stages or two times for Gu'ula. So first of all, the Ramchal writes over here is very interesting. There are two different, what he calls times. But really the better statement is there's two different stages. Two different stages to Gula. He says, we find these stages in the redemption from Mitzrayim and the redemption from Bavel. Which I will say, we notice by the comparison is very interesting because there are two fundamentally different types of redemption. Right? Gulas Mitzrayim was absolute. Gulas Bavel was not absolute. Remember again, when we come out of Babylonian diaspora, which is again, after the Purim story, right? After the Purim story with Esther's son, Daryavesh, who goes ahead and, you know, begins the process of building the base of Mitash. That Ku'ula is not a complete Ku'ula. There's not Jewish autonomy, full Jewish autonomy during times of the second base of Mitash. I mean, there were periods of it. So he refers to these two different stages of Gula, comparing it to Babel and Mitzrayim. Va'al e'le shnei azman in Nemra be'pasak al-tismichi ayaftali z'azman harishon hanikra pekida. So we'll leave aside the psukim for just a moment. But I want to point out over here that the Chalban's categorization over here of two different levels of Geula, two different stages, one being Pekida, one being Zechira, is not the Chalban's invention. This already is found in the works of the Ramchal, of course, hundreds of years earlier. So now the Chalban expands on this. And he says, Hashlav Sota Pekida, the first stage of Gula that we call the Sod, the Sod, the secret or the essence, Pekida, Ramos Bapasak Atismichi Ayaftali Kinafalti Kanti. Umevuar, and again, literally translated what that Pasak means is, My enemies do not rejoice over me, for even though I have fallen, I have gotten back up. Umevar Haram Chal, Shehu Bechinas His Galus Hashem Bederech Nisteras. I will say this is so profound. Ramchal says the first stage of Gula, what we call Pekida, Pekida is a revelation of Hashem, but it's a revelation of Hashem in Teva, in the natural order of the world. So the world looks as it is, right? But Hashem is manifest in Teva, in nature. Besoch levushe ha-Teva. He's clothed, literally clothed in the natural order of the world. He goes on, vi'ikaro, 
מכוון לתיקון החיצוניוס, סוד סוד הגוף הלאומי, להוקים את ישראל מאפר הגולוס, להשיבו מפיזורם, ולהושיב על אדמסם. So I'll say this is incredible. In the first stage of Gula, in the first stage of Gula, so ultimately, again, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is beginning the redemptive process. But the Ribbono Shal Olam's involvement, right, his involvement, is cloaked in the natural order of the world. In other words, in the stage of Pekida, there's nothing supernatural that's occurring. Well, if there's nothing supernatural, so how do you, how do you, how do you know that you're in Pekida? So then, I'm sorry, so the, the, the Chaban posits that what marks the stage of Pekida, listen to this, is Lahakim Esisome Afragalos, number one, to lift us out of diaspora, Lahashivam Mipizuram, to go ahead and gather us from our scattering and to bring us back to our land. And to bring us back to our land. That's the first stage of, that's the first stage of Gula, what, what, what the Ramchal and ultimately what the Chalban call Pekida. After that, Yovo Hashlav Haba. Then the second stage of Geula comes. That's called Sod Hazichira. And what happens in Zichira? That's found in the Pasuk of, I sit in the darkness, Hashem is my light. Meaning what? Shebo Tagia Haora Ligiloi Ubihiros. In the second stage of Geula, in what we call Zechira, in what we call Zechira, Zechira is where the presence of the Ribbono Shal Olam is manifest in a dramatic way. There's a great light that shines in the world. The Akira Hakol, as Hashem is Baruch, everyone is going to recognize Hashem, Samach Beis, Ves Yado Hamushalas, and will recognize ultimately again His reigning hand. The fact that Akadish Baruch was in control. So we'll say, so again, what the Chaban just did for us. Is, is a really profound, you sort of frame, frame these two stages. Stage one, which ultimately again is Pekida, is Pekida. And in Pekida, again, the Geula process starts. Klal Yisrael is lifted up from the dirt, from the dust of Galus. We're gathered, we're brought back to Eretz Yisrael. That's Pekida, that's the first stage. But again, everything looks natural. Everything looks natural. The second stage, Zechira, Ultimately, again, that's where the great light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu becomes manifest in the world. Mankind recognizes the Ribbono Shal Olam, and the hand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu rests upon the entire world. So before we get to this, so, so therefore, now what we have over here is as follows. So here the Chaban jumps back and he says, in Pekida, in Pekida, even though again, Gu'ula is happening, we don't always recognize that Gu'ula. We don't always recognize it. Then I will say, based on what, what, what the Chaban said, why don't we always recognize, why, why wouldn't we recognize the Gu'ula of Pekida? Why not? Right, because Hashem is not explicit, because it's cloaked, it's cloaked in Tavah, it's cloaked in the natural world. But by the way, there's also something else. The Bosse, remember again, in previous Shem, we spoke so much about the fact that the Deah, the Das of Gula, is so fundamentally different than the Das of Gula. 
Right? Golos and Gula have two different levels of Das. That's what we spoke about. Remember again, what kind of Torah do we learn in Golos? What kind of Torah did the Chaban say? What do we learn in Golos? Halacha Lamaisa. Halacha Lamaisa. Right? That's Golos Torah. That's Golos Torah. And ultimately, again, what's Gula Torah? Gula Torah is the Paninius of Torah. Is the Torah's Hanistar. There's a difference in the Dea, in the Das, that a Yid has during the times of Golos Torah. Even in the times of Pekida versus Zechira. In Pekida, in Pekida, I still have Galos Das. Because I still have Galos Das, I don't see a lot of the things that are happening. Oh, they're happening. They're happening. I don't see them. Or even if I see them, I don't internalize them for what they... Re- this might be loud. There's no celery rule if you're within Dalit Amos. That's, uh, I, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I, so, so I'll... I'll, I'll <laughs> <laughs> so ultimately, ultimately, again, you could, you could be, you could be in the middle of Gula, but in Pekida, where the Gulas dance, you don't even see what's unfolding. He goes on. He says, "Kibe Pekida, he says, Galos Hashem b'derek nisteres, hasoga hiya orla adam v'chol od shelo ba ilav hariu kiyoshi b'choshech." So the Ramchal goes on. Look at the next paragraph. He says, "Aval shnei dvarim tzarich sheteida." And Chal says, there are two things you have to understand. Shalahusser has to upon him elolif naivalifnim, makom nishmov sisravalo lachots. Ki eila ha oros vachal ha dvarma eila derech pnimios ama orosim, velo nira achutso. Sirabosa, in the stage, in the stage of Pekida, even, isn't this incredible? You could be living in a time where Geula is unfolding all around you, but I don't see it. I just don't. I, I just. I just don't see it. I just don't recognize it, because in the pekida stage of things, in the pekida stage of things, at the end of the day, gulas is unfolding. But I'm sorry, gula is unfolding. But I'm still stuck with gulas das. So the Ramchal says, because the true light is not yet external, the true light is still being kept internal. V'alkein lo egia mehem his oros velotikon rak liyisrael. He goes on. He says, "V'zoya pekida." Skip the next paragraph. V'zoya pekida. Shehi ha'ara bepnimis haneshama shelonoda begaloi laadamul lasagaso. Shabbos say this is also incredible. Says that I'm chal, or says the chalban, I should say, in the pekida stage, which is the first stage of geula. So, in the outside world, everything looks normal, and everything looks natural. Everything looks natural, right? At the end of the day, it's just a question of inside. There's dramatic change that's occurring. In my neshama, this change that's occurring. But I will say, you know what the incredible thing is? Sometimes your neshama could be changing literally right in front of you, but you don't know it. The person doesn't feel it. The person doesn't experience it. If I'm not plugged in, if I'm not plugged in, then ultimately, at the end of the day, I can't feel those changes that are occurring internally. So says the Chalban, in Pekida stage, Gul, I'm sorry, is unfolding. Changes are happening. They're cloaked in Tava. They're cloaked in the natural world. The real changes that are happening are happening inside of me as well. But often in Pekida, I don't even have the das, the ability to actually understand what it is that is unfolding inside of me. So I will say that's Pekida. What about Zechira? Tava ha then comes Zechira. But say last paragraph, page Samech base. What happens in Zechira? The Chalban writes, Viato, Achel lefarish inyan ha Zechira hetiv. 
Now let me explain to you what Zechira is. Right? Right? The Kasov, Kasov, Vahayashem, Melech HaKala Aretz. Pasik in Zechariah says, and Hashem will be the king over the entire earth. Zel Tachlis Hatova Vahashalom, Shevtiach HaKadish Barahu Es Yisrael, Sheyis Angubo Laasid Lavo. I will say that Pasik that we say every single day, Vahayashem, Melech HaKala Aretz. That Hashem will be the king, that refers to the period of Zechira. That, that refers to a time when all of humanity will recognize the Ribbono Shalom. And ultimately, Zau Tachlis Hatova Vahashalom, Shevtia Hakodish Baruchu Es Yisrael, she is Angubola Asid Lavo. That Pasik, Vahayo Hashem Lamelech Akala Aretz. That's a Haftacha. It's a premise that one day the Ribbono Shalom's glory will become so apparent. That all of humanity will accept him. It doesn't say Hashem will be Melech. Rather, what does it say? You can't say, right? Hashem will be Melech HaKolaretz. Why? Because Hashem already is Melech HaKolaretz. Right? Hashem already is the king. Nothing exists without HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The problem contemporarily is not HaKadosh Baruch Hu's monarchy. What's his problem? What's his problem? Or what's the problem? Our rec- or our lack of recognition of his monarchy. So if the Pasuk were to say, melech, that sounds like right now he's not a melech. He will become a melech. But that's not true. So it's such a beautiful diok. Hashem will become a melech for the entire world. In other words, he's already the Melech now. But when in the period of Zechira, the second stage of Geula, all of humanity accepts HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They don't coronate him. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't need a coronation. He is the king. He is the king. Vayashem Limelech means humanity will accept him or will recognize that monarchical identity that has been here the entire time. He goes Lemelech. So we'll say he goes on. Go to page Samech Gimel. Hine Mavur in the in the Chaban. Hine Mavur Shazachira he inyan his galus Hashem bebihiros. Ultimately, again, so the Ramchal says. So I'm sorry, the Chaban says that what's Zechira? Zechira is explicit revelation of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Everyone sees the kingship of God. Everyone sees the shlita of the Ribbono Shal Olam. So ultimately, one more piece, then we'll stop for just a few moments. V'yisod ha-hevdel b'ina pekida v'azachira u'ma'osam v'obaramchal. So we'll say, and where lies the fundamental distinction between pekida and zechira? Look at page Samach Gimel, the third paragraph. V'teida sh'apekida hi al-yedei ha-yisod v'gilui ha-zechira al-yedei ha-tif eres. V'lachein so we'll see, we'll see what that means in just a moment. But 
But here, let's take a step back and frame this because I think what the Ramchal is saying, sorry, well, what the Ramchal and the Chalban are both saying is something that I think has incredible profundity. We just have to let it swirl around a little bit. Two stages in Geula. Stage number one, Pekida. Stage number two, Zechira. Pekida, the process of Geula is getting started. So we'll say, let's go again. What's the process of Geula under Pekida? What does that look like? It composed of three parts. Number one, Right, right. It's all natural, but what are the what are the three parts? Number one, Cloud Yisrael gets up from dust. Number two, in gathering of Cloud Yisrael. Number three, a return to Eretz Yisrael. That's Pekida. That's Pekida. But it all looks natural. It all looks normal. It all looks normal. Zechira. I will say it's interesting. According to the Chalban Ramchal's model, Zechira doesn't necessarily have anything new occurring. What occurs in Zechira? What occurs in Zechira? It's cog- right. The truth is, it's cognition. It's cognition. It's interesting. If you notice again, no one said this happens, that happens. In Zechira, it's a cognitive awakening. The devotion runs the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is accepted by all of humanity. Love Dafka that there's anything supernatural that's actually occurring. But man realizes the supernatural and natural. Man realizes the, the incredible nature of HaKadosh Baruch Hu just in this world. That's Bikida and Zechira. Listen, I, I, I want to tell you, like, it, it struck me. It struck me that we're learning this piece today. Listen, so I just, I just to, to give you an idea like, of what, what I think, what, what, what the Chaban is driving at with Bikida. So, so today was Yom HaShoah. So today was Yom HaShoah. Right? So, you know, I've, I've mentioned this a couple of times already. You know, Yom HaShoah is always a very interesting day because Lemaisa, like in many communities, especially much of the from world, so really mourning over Chorban comes on Tisha B'av. Comes on Tisha B'av. And it, even it happens to be a discussion about Yom HaShoah from a halachic perspective is even fascinating because declaring a day of national mourning in Chodesh Nisan is not such a Pasha thing as well. When it was first established, there was like a lot of debate about, about the particular date. But, but leaving aside, leaving aside when feels true Holocaust remembrance should be, leaving that aside. So I'm sure you, you saw the images. It's always startling. The images that come out of Eretz Yisrael every year, right? There's, there's a two-minute siren. There's a two-minute siren. And what happens? If you've ever been in Eretz Yisrael during Yom HaShoah, what happens in the two-minute siren? Everything stops. Everything stops. When I say, now, when I say everything stops, like literally... Cars stop on the road. Cars stop on the road. People, and literally, cars stop on the road. Pe- people get out. And you see, you can, if you look at the aerial pictures, it looks like there's traffic. It's not traffic. I mean, there, there is always traffic. But I'm saying, but, like, but, but it's, it's just people stop. Let's say, when you look at that picture, do you know what that is? That's Pekida. That's Pekida. How is it that less than a century... After we were almost annihilated, annihilated in gas chambers, in ovens, in mass graves, in ghettos, all of these things, and you see that there is a modern day Jewish state, there's infrastructure. Jews are commemorating that which occurred. It's, you, you look at it, and you, on one hand, of course, it's supposed to be mournful. I'll tell you, it sounds strange. When I see it, I am overwhelmed by an incredible feeling of simcha. Because I will say, that's Pekida. Now you can look at it and you can say, okay, whatever. You know, yeah, it's Jewish state, it's great. You know, we worked hard, we did this. I will say, that's Pekida. 
Bikita is the stage of Gullus where you could explain away everything, right? You can go ahead and you could say, this happened because of this and this happened because of that. It's all Teva. It's all Teva. All, all of it is Teva. But when you look underneath, when you, when you, when you pull back the layers... Is it not miraculous? We'll say, think about the times that we're living in. Has Klal Yisrael been lifted up from the dust of Galus? Have we lifted up from the dust of Galus? What's the answer? Have we been lifted up from the dust of Galus? Yes. Absolutely yes. A resound- oh, we're still in Galus, I'm saying, but there's a big difference in being in Galus and in the dust of Galus. We are not in the dust of Galus. Let's be honest. We're living large in Galus, right? We're living large. Galus, Galus. The reason why we're still here is because Galus is great. That's not a declarative statement. That, that's just more like a, you know, a, a descriptive statement, right? We're not in the dust of Galus. We're, we're not in the dust of Galus at all. I'm sorry? We're comfortable. We're comfortable, but I'm saying... But we're not in, the dust of Galus represents a sense of oppression and suffering in Galus. We're not there. No, it's a problem. I mean, it's who say, a, who a, say we're not going to get there? I mean, if pre-war, you know, pre-war Europe was like that. Very successful. As, I, as, as I, I, I am not a sociologist. It has never been like this. I, I'm has, not saying it was exactly like this. No, 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 no. It doesn't even resemble this. No. In other words, the, but the world didn't resemble this. So, right. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. it's, I, it's I, I, I disagree with that. The world is absolutely the same. The, the world never changes. Vaharaya, Vaharaya, you see what's happening in Russia and Ukraine right now. The world is the world. The Welt is the Welt. Like, like people kill people, people oppress people, people cheat people, people take care of people. There's all kinds of stuff. I don't think the human condition has changed. But I, I, I think when you look at Klal Yisrael, I, I think Klal Yisrael's massive has changed so dramatically. I don't know that there's ever been a golden age of Jewry like the one we are experiencing right now. By the way, in every way, in Gashmias and in Ruchmias, and, Ruchmias, and the Ruchmias piece is very important, the amount of Talmud Torah, you know, let's say, you know, it's funny, not funny, everyone, you know, whenever people speak about the, uh, like the state of affairs of Klal Yisrael, we always go back to the Pew study, right? To the Pew study, Israel, what is it? What's the rate of intermarriage? Uh, 75%. 75%, right? So let's say, so we look at that, and the truth is that number is tragic, and the truth is, at the end of the day, people, I think, often look at that number and they say, Cloud Yisrael is in crisis. There's a segment of Cloud Yisrael that is in crisis, and there is in other segments that are booming and thriving. Now, we're all one people, and when one segment is in crisis, we're in crisis. But is, there's this incredible like dichotomy here, how you have certain streams that are unfortunately, unfortunately, waning and, and literally disappearing before our eyes and other streams that are experiencing explosive growth. So I just want to point out that we're in Gullus, and we have to be cognizant of the fact that we're in Gullus, and it should bother us that we're in Gullus. But we're not in the, we're not in the dirt of Gullus. We're just not in the dirt of Gullus. What about Klal Yisrael being gathered together? Is Klal Yisrael gathered together? What would you say? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, I, I think, you know, again, I don't know what the frame of reference is, but again, you have almost half of the Jewish population in Eretz Yisrael now, which is pretty... Pretty amazing. Just another couple of years, you know. Hopefully, be north of fifty percent of Klal Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael. So, I, th- I think we are. We have we have strong communities, Baruch Hashem. I think there's a certain level of communal cohesion that's profound, that's overwhelming. So, I, I, I think I would go with the approach that Klal Yisrael is gathered together. And have we returned to Eretz Yisrael? Have we returned to Eretz Yisrael? That's a resounding yes. That's an absolute resounding yes. So, we'll say, is it an incredible? The pekida that the Ramchal. And, and the Chalban are describing, the, this is, these are our days. 
This is what we're living in. Yet Rabbi Osai, how many of us actually think or feel that we're living in the age of Geula? And I think very often we don't think that way. Why? Because that's Pekida. That's what happens in Pekida. You see, in Pekida, it kind of like things flow. Things flow. We'll say just, just like little things. I don't know exactly. What is it? Um, unicorns. Unicorns. Right? They say now that there's like, oh, I think it was in the journal today. Uh, it was something like, some like 25 Israeli-based unicorns. Like in, 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 in your, let's say, it, it's, it, it doesn't, Right? What's, what's the, it's like a business thing. It's like a, good, but come on, aren't you guys in business? Dentist stuff. Yeah, okay, billions, not uh, you. You only do trillions. Only do trillions. Yeah. All right, good. So, so my, 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 Yes, yes, is that? <laughs> got it. You got it. I'll bring better mashallah next time. That's a, C- that's a CFO talk. Yeah. Problems over there. I'm, I'm just pointing out, like, is it, is it, I don't know. That's, uh, so again, but, but you think about this, and, and isn't, it, isn't it absolutely incredible? Isn't it absolutely incredible that, that we're living in an age of Pekida? We're living in a times of Pekida, yet at, yet at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we don't see it, we don't know it. We don't acknowledge it because that's what Pekid is. Pekid is everything's unfolding, but it looks so natural. So I will say the next stage then in Gula, I just, I just want to point out, like I was, when I was learning this piece today and, you know, looking at everything that's going on in the world, the Chalban is describing our age. He's describing our days. We don't have to wait for Gula. We're waiting for the next stage of Gula. But this is literally Hakitsu. We have to wake up and sing to HaKadosh Baruch Hu because look at the days in which we are living. I have to tell you, I don't think anyone could disagree with this. I know there's always someone who could disagree with anything, right? <laughs> I, I honestly think you cannot disagree with this. It is so blatantly clear and so blatantly obvious that these are the days in which we are living. Now again, how long does Pekida go on for? I, I don't know. You know, who knows? Well, what's the time for Pekida? But my point just is, what, what a feeling, what, what an incredible, what an incredible like spiritual booster shot to know that like I'm closer to the end than to the beginning. In other words, I'm, I'm in Gula. But it's not irreversible. Oh, don't, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> Nothing's irreversible. Of course, we're right. Beis Hamikdash wasn't... Yeah, yeah. I'm saying nothing. Yeah, nothing's, nothing's irreversible. But again, but we'd like to think, we'd like to think that Geula is a trajectory. That's, that's what we'd like to think. And by the way, the, the only people who derail our Geula is not Iran and it's not anyone else. The only people who derail Klal Yisrael's Geula is Klal Yisrael. That's, oh, that's always it's, been... It's the Jews. Right. That, that's, Blinken, that's, right that, it's Blinken and Mali. Yeah, that's, Jews. That's always, been, that's always been the story of our people. That it's, not, it's not the nations of the world who are problematic. It's us. Oh, yeah, let's, let's go right there. Let's go right there. So we have to assume then that things like the tragedy that occurred at uh, Mount Meron and all the rabbis that died in Brooklyn for COVID, we have to assume that, that that's all part of Pekida, right? Pekida isn't all, no part of Geula is all Simcha. There's adversity and tragedy in everything. How, how that fits, who knows? Who knows? But absolutely. In other words, in the stage of Pekida, everything that happens during that chapter must somehow play some type of role. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I will say, skip a little bit just because of time. I'll take, take you to the last page over here in Samechei. Samechei. See, he goes on, he says, he goes on, he says as follows. He says, Adam. So look, look at this last paragraph in Samechei. I will say with this, we'll stop, we'll sing, we'll sing one more nigan, and I'll stop for tonight. So I'll say, but here, here is where the danger comes. Here is where the danger comes. He says, page, page Samechei, you have it? Come in B'nai Adam. And I will say, I'm not skipping the Azam because it's unimportant. It's, it's, it's all important. It's kind of just a, a little bit of an expansion of what we've already learned. But, but of course, please go on with it on your own. But look what he writes. V'lachin, come in B'nai Adam. Ubedimionos shav. V'chezionos parchin. I will say, look at the beautiful Lushan he uses over here. Therefore, but we have to be careful. Here the Ramchal says, he, he, he warns us. I'm sorry, the Chaban says, he warns us. We have to be careful. What do we have to be careful about? About people who come along with dimyonos shav, so that's actually a very profound, false visions, false visions, vichazionos parchim, and just kind of faulty outlooks or faulty visions as well. Boim lesartet estkumosinu kidavar she'ein bo neshama veruach eloguf levado ve'am kichol hagoyim. So we'll say, I, I think that this is a nuanced, a nuanced pushback against an anti-Zionist ideology. That there would be those who would want to come along and say that the establishment of the state, and I will say, it's not just the establishment of the state, it's important to understand that the state of Israel is the, the, the current, the contemporary Medina, is the platform for everything that occurs within Eretz Yisrael. So both say so that that's true for the proliferation of yeshivas. In other words, both say you, you, again, you could have yeshivas in Eretz Yisrael because there's a Jewish government, because there's a Jewish army, because there's a Jewish police force, because there are governmental subsidies. Right? Th- these are things that people sometimes forget. This they they think that the the Medina is devoid of religion. So it could be that a system of government might be devoid of religion. But the Medina is the platform that allows for everything to occur. So the same thing, it allows for the high-tech sector. It also allows for dynamic spiritual growth. So the Chaban says there are those who want to say that the present-day ingathering of Am Yisrael into Eretz Yisrael is no different than any other people having a homeland. In other words, so Americans have America and Russians have Russia and Canadians have Canada. So Jews have the state of Israel. But just like, again, there's no Kedusha to Canada, there's also no Kedusha, there's no Kedusha ultimately to the state of Israel as well. There's no Kedusha. He says it's, it is like a All it is, is a body. It's a shell. It's a shell. And in that respect, from a state perspective, it's very nice, but there's no Kedusha attached to it. So the Ranchal says, sorry, excuse me, the Chaban says that this has to be turned on its head. It's unequivocally false. It's not true. So I'll say, you see right now, the reason why you can't see the Kiddusha in a lot of the things, even in Eretz Yisrael, is why? Is why? Because we're in Pekida. Because we're in Pekida, because that's what Pekida means. 
Pekida means that Geula has started. Pekida means that Geula is here. But, but Lameisi, you can't see it. It just looks natural. It's cloaked in Teva. It doesn't look like anything out of the ordinary. All it looks like is a body without a soul. But stay tuned, says the Chaban. Just wait. Just wait. Let's keep pushing forward. Let's keep doing what we've been doing, building and growing and self-actualizing and trying to learn the Panimiya Satara, to bring the Geula closer. And that'll usher in the period, ultimately again, of Soda Zahira, Soda Das Hashem, the period of we know Hashem, Satora, and the Baruch will be revealed through the Panimiya Satora, Shirucha Demalka Meshicha, which is the spirit of Mashiach, V'ikuyam Baham HaKasuf, we will see the actualization of the Pasuk in Yeshaya that the nation who walked in darkness will one day see the great light. Shabbosai, such an incredibly profound Yusot, and I think, at least I feel, it reframes the way we look at everything in this world. Right? It just reframes it. We're living, we're living in Pekida. We're living in Pekida. And what that requires me to do is to live with my eyes open and to look around what's happening around me. What's happening around me? And stop taking things for granted and ordinary and see that, wow, that's Gula, that's Gula, that's Gula. And during the period of Pekida, it's not obvious. It's cloaked in the natural world. So you have to look for it. And if you don't look for it, you could easily miss it. Easily miss it. But if we take advantage of the period of Pekida that we're in, and keep, we're going to discuss, I'll say the next, our next week's show, we're going to talk about Amir Sashem. Like, say, so how do you actualize Pekida? You see, I'll say, if you notice, by the way, the way that the Chaban, his style is, what he first does is he creates a framework, like a conceptual framework, and then there's like, okay, now what do I do with this? So now, so now I know, and it's very exciting, I know that I'm in Pekida, and I know that I want to maximize Pekida, because I want to get to Zahira. How we're going to do that, Amir Sashem is next week's year. But I both say we should gain incredible chizik, incredible chizik, that Geula, according to the Chaban, is not something we have to anticipatorily pine for. It's not something that's in the future. It's already started. We're already in it. It's just right now it's nuanced, cloaked in nature, and we often miss it. But if we open our eyes, we open our hearts, we open our neshamas, and begin to really look at things for what they are, we will begin to see the true Yad Hashem all around us. So we'll stop over here for tonight. Hey, Rabbi. I just wanted to say, <clears throat> I was listening to what you're talking about, the despair and the hiddenness of everything. You know, I, I, I read a lot about the Holocaust, biographies of people that were in the Holocaust. Can you imagine what it looks like to them? That they were like, murdered, they were being murdered, their families were murdered, they were survived, they thought it was the end of the world, and then three years later, Israel happens. I yeah. mean, we're looking at it like we're living in it today, but they're looking at it like they came through, through different epochs in history. A hundred percent. You know, to them, it looks completely different than it does to us. A hundred percent. I think the, the challenge we have is with the passage of time, supernatural things become natural. Right. So for us, like it's, uh, like it's just, it's, it's commonplace. But absolutely, our, our, our goal is to look at it with the same level of awe as they would have looked at it as well. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Called it the fake, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. There he was, Dafka, referring to the establishment of the state. I think the Chaban is even being more expansive. It's not the establishment is, is one piece, but Lamaisa, there's so much. So much.
Just singing again. You're saying it didn't need to If it wasn't for the Holocaust, it's... Yes. So many things happen the of the state of Israel that are not explained. Exactly. He has much more. One of the people that American. I'm sure Chaim Cohen. 